0: Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to
1: supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Rule the Roost Podcast. It's a solemn day. I mean, it's a sunny Saturday morning, but it's still a solemn day. Harry Kane, he has been pictured in the Bayern Munich shirt, waving out of the window of the medical centre with,
0: I love you, Harry,
1: being belted <laughs> onto the rafters. <laughs> he is gone. And I'm joined by, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know, whatever you lot are. Me nearest and dearest. Charlotte, <laughs> Connor, Phil. How was, look, fuck it, let's just, off the top, how's everyone feeling? Because Sha, I mean, obviously I live with you and uh, <laughs> you were crying. I'm just saying, cheers, yeah. Harry. Sha's crying. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot,
2: Harry. You made her cry. Um, yeah, I got quite choked up at his, um, his message. I thought it was a nice way to do it directly from him to the fans. Um, you know, we've all seen a million and one Uh, you know new signings this and that and it's all this big load of excitement but it was nice of him to sort of have that direct one-on-one thing with the fans that that just felt literally like you're talking to him you know he's filming it himself on his phone rather than it being a big all the fanfare and stuff and just he said a lot of things that yeah I got quite choked up and you know I think he he does feel some sadness I think he obviously loves the club but I think he really his ambition was to win trophies with Spurs and I think he is genuinely sad that that hasn't happened so far, and uh you know good luck to him i think not many Spurs fans wish him any ill will at all i think they get it
1: con as a as a double ard geezer i imagine you weren't crying <laughs> but how how were you how were you feeling mate
3: yeah not not, not ask mate not asked. more important thing is not <laughs> um, yeah i i don't know man. Uh, I didn't cry I thought I would cry I got a bit more choked up at Tottenham. and put a little video out uh, just of you know his rise the sort of you know early goals at your Open League goal and then you know obviously the Arsenal goals and stuff like that um, it just feels really surreal to be honest pictures of him in a Bayern Munich shirt it's just such a it still feels like a strange transfer it shouldn't because obviously they're a huge club but it all just feels very surreal Just sort of how you talk about you know when someone's died and they haven't like Tottenham had really but yeah you
1: know how are you doing Phil because I mean we've been in sort of constant whatsapp communication throughout all of this and we've both been in that kind of I'm sad I'm angry Well oh, that's all right no I'm angry again oh, I'm sad where, where are you at? of the moment not a
3: normal day for you that Jack
2: can <laughs> <laughs> confirm touche
0: yeah, um, you're right. Um, however, how 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 many stages of grief are there? However, many there are, I've not got to acceptance yet.
2: Mm.
0: So I'm I'm in I'm in well not denial. That would be pretty ridiculous. I'm very sad and sad sad sorry, and as angry. The Munich. <laughs>
2: it's the hope that kills you, there, as we always say. But it's um, you know yesterday how there was hesitation and well no sorry the day before there was hesitation from Harry and you know all these different things and then some sort of like movie scene stopping him at the airport from flying. We, none of us know what the fuck happened there. But uh, yeah, so you just start to wonder if maybe it won't happen after all. Um, and then it did. So it's quite it's, deflating.
1: No, but it's true though, because I I'd hit that point where I was I was certain he was going. I was pretty sure like, you know, buying, there is big club. They'll just stump up the money, whatever, they'll get it done. And then kind of last week, around the time we had the Shakhtar friendly and everything like that, when it seemed like it had cooled a bit, like, you know, Bayern just weren't going to meet whatever valuation it was that Tottenham had. And then he went out and scored those four goals and a lot was made of him sort of applauding all the fans and stuff. But as people were quick to point out, he does that after every single game anyway. And I started to get that, you know, I started to get that excitement of watching us in, in Barcelona, thinking, my God, like, we're actually starting to already look like a really good team. And having Kane in this, seeing him kind of just gobble up all the sort of chances that were made for him in that Shakhtar game, all different types of goals. Because this is one of the observations I saw that people were saying, is that he's scoring all these sort of goals he was scoring earlier on in his career, when he was actually getting chances made for him. And you just realise again, what a just a natural goal scorer he is, and how there's the potential for him to flourish within this system. And I was just... Do you know what I mean? I was suddenly, like he is going to stay, and we're going to have one last season of it, and it's going to be class, and he's going to get forty Premier League goals, and then, bang, down with a down with a thud, and uh, here we are. I mean, Phil, do you? It, 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 this is this is going to be a, a you know one of the big questions that's going to rage on all season now. But were the club right to take the money?
0: Um. To simplify a complicated answer, no, I don't think they were. Um, you can you can look at it from a business point of view. You know, I think everyone can sort of understand the concept of um, last year of his contract, 30 year old, blah, 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 all that sort of thing. And, you know, getting a quote, decent fee for him. But that doesn't really wash with me. Certainly not at the moment, um, as much as all that stuff is absolutely true. It just feels like we've cashed in, to be honest.
1: What about you, Con? How you do you feel, Do I mean? Is it, is it for the you know for the for the good of the club that we've got this hundred? Just if you if you would have that cold lens on it, is one hundred and twenty mil good for good for the club for us to maybe buy a gift and Orban or something? Or are Tottenham a club that should just have money to spend anyway, and we we shouldn't be relying on selling our best player now? I mean that that feels like Tottenham of old, right?
3: Yeah, I mean we definitely shouldn't be relying on selling Harry Kane to fund to fund. Uh the improvements that we're very much aware we need uh for the summer. I don't know, it's a difficult situation. Um I I don't think we should have sold him, but I also don't think he'd have signed a new contract. Um and you know, we don't know what would have happened there. I'm of the mind I know you disagree sometimes, Jack, that I I don't think he'd ever go to Chelsea, <laughs> let alone Arsenal obviously. But I don't think he'd ever do that. I do think he definitely would have gone to Man United next summer, um if he'd stayed. Yeah had not signed uh, a new contract and I really don't think he would have signed a new contract despite some of the noises coming out this morning a couple of lines in the athletics saying that they're you know his camp was saying that you know he would be open to it if he saw the team go in the right direction and stuff um I I don't really buy it to be honest
2: um I I think this (laughs) is the thing this is the thing sorry con um I think you've got an element of control of where he goes next when it's still your decision. I think if he gets to the end of his contract and say there enters a sort of bidding war that we have nothing to do with between Man United, Man City, Chelsea, whoever want him, which let's face it, most of them would want him because he's brilliant. Um, I think even though obviously it's sickening feeling that he's gone, I think the fact that we've had some say over where that is, is beneficial for us. I think it, it would just be grim to see him go straight from Spurs to another Premier League club and this just gives us a little bit of a a little bit more of an amicable end to things I think you know do, I think
1: do you, do you think it's just beneficial on an emotional level for the fans though Charlotte or you know is it beneficial also in a in that cold kind of business sense that we haven't in turn I mean, sure. bolstered one of our direct rivals? Too, well, right?
2: yes that's true and also we we know from reports that joe lewis was leaning um leaning on the club to that's joe lewis who doesn't own the club FYI. but um yeah, he's got nothing
1: to do with the, the way the club he's, operates he's removed right. from the club
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> um it's been reported that he was leaning on the club to get some money for our star player which you can understand on that cold business level for me if i believed we'd put that 100 million 120 million to good use I'd feel better about that. But as we've seen with the sale of players like Gareth Bale, <laughs> we are really bad at that. So I don't have a lot of optimism towards what we could do with the money. So it kind of just feels like, you know, I think when we sold Bale, I thought, oh, well, that a hundred million will be transformative for the club. And then it wasn't.
1: How do you, how do you feel Con about the way in which this, this move has played out? Because, all right, fine. We, we've, we've, had a, we've had an asking price. Part of this has been Bayern's reluctance to meet that. But could the club have managed this situation better? Could they have set a harder deadline for Bayern Munich? Is, there's, there's plenty of questions to be asked as to why Harry Kane has figured in our pre-season thinking so much. Like, what, I mean, why I'll- are we <laughs> suddenly two days, or now a day, away from the start of the Premier League season? And we've only just sold Harry Kane. Could it could it have been yeah. managed better?
3: In an ideal world, obviously it's something that you know could have been agreed, you know, before the season even even ended. And you know, as is often the way, he got a chance to say uh, you know farewell after the, the final Premier League game. And you know, we could have got some players in earlier, um, but it doesn't really works out like that with with Tottenham, does it? And especially with with big players leaving, it seems to always always drag out. Um, to be fair, this this feels quite early in comparison to some of the others, even though the season starts in two days, there's still, you know, nearly three weeks left of the window. Um and I feel like we've run it a lot lot closer than that before. Um yeah, it's really not ideal, is it? Is I mean, you know, throwing in Anne yesterday to his first Premier League press conference and all he's talking about is Harry Kane leaving, you know, on the day of the the season starting again. Um it definitely could have definitely could have. Um but you know, these these hard deadlines and stuff like that. Nobody pays attention to them, do they? Really? Um, I don't think you know. If we set a deadline for, you know, the last game of the season last season for Bayern Munich's bid, a hundred, hundred and twenty million, whatever they've uh, agreed now. I don't think they would have, and I don't think it would have been agreed earlier. It's in a fairy tale world. Um, it doesn't it just doesn't pan out like that, does it?
1: No, no. I mean, generally not. I mean, Phil on sort of Shah's point there about. The way in which Tottenham spend the money, you know, if we if we are being cold about this, okay, so we should be looking at this that we do have, you know, now a hundred million pounds of disposable income. Is it going to work that way though? Because, like, you know, it, to a different point, but as kind of saying, you know, these things aren't always fairy tale. The club will no doubt be saying, well, actually, you know, we've had to pay a bit over the odds for Mickey Van Der Ven already, and we've. Invested into the future with Vilas and with um, what's his name Ashley Phillips as well. We've also had to sort of start paying off Kuleszewski, even though everybody knows that's what about it's going to cost us about seven million a year. staggered payments over, you know, an extraordinarily long time. But it feels like do you, I mean, there's no way for the club to get out of this, right? They they have to they have to show the fans, and I guess the rest of the Premier League that they still mean business despite the fact they've sold Harry Kane don't they?
0: Um, From our perspective yes but we know that's really just not how the the club operates at all I mean I'm going to assume or I, I think it's highly likely that we'll get a few weeks down the line or you know when the window shuts and we'll get like a note or it'll be leaked out saying that essentially we'd already spent it and I think that is unfortunately probably more likely the case at the moment that the signings that we've made are in, and it were in anticipation of losing Kane and getting a full whack for him mm-hmm. so that that's that that might be quite a cynical view of it but that that's that's what the club have done in the past so the, I, I don't think we've suddenly got 100 mil sitting somewhere because and and it also you know from a negotiation sense you don't walk into a deal having everyone know how much is in your back pocket so you know, in some in some regard, getting the deals done beforehand is is the correct way of doing it, but again i i just I just don't think we suddenly have a huge war chest that we're gonna be throwing all over the place.
1: Shark, how are you feeling about Enoch now because we can have these considered opinions and i d- I don't think there's any right answer with any of this stuff, and as much as it can be said, yep, there's that element of control as to where Harry Kane goes next. We are still you know, bolstering our coffers and everything like that with, with the money from his signing. You cannot escape from the feeling still, right, that this is an ownership now that just isn't really invested in the sporting success of Tottenham Hotspur. Everything seems to default back to, well, they've put in fantastic infrastructure. They've created these amazing commercial opportunities and commercial partnerships and... There's an innovative use of the space of a, of a huge stadium in the centre of London, putting on gigs, putting on NFL. Great. These things are all fantastic. However, throughout their stewardship of this club, fact remains, we've had one League Cup under them. Mm, yeah. And we've had at least two of the best teams Tottenham have ever had, arguably under the Harry Redknapp era and now under Maurizio Pochettino and you know the, the other lot that came after him for a bit. Yeah. Harry Kane in particular, many would argue the greatest player in the club's history, record goal scorer and everything like that. Yet we've seemingly let him go. Rumour seems to suggest that the club ultimately have made this decision because they don't want to miss out on a transfer fee. That just seems sad, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, it does. I mean, the thing is for me in terms of you know, your initial point of my feelings towards Enoch, I think the reason it took me a while to move to a more negative view of them is because they seem to be doing all the right things initially as in so much went into our academy um and then look look at harry kane and he's not the only one but you know we are churning out brilliant homegrown talent from our academy so it felt to me not just that the stadium and things but it felt like we were building a really solid foundation for things but i think what their biggest problem to my mind is is that When we just need that little, you know, because it's all, it comes down to small margins in the Premier League, you know, and there's, there's clubs, there's, you know, all these clubs that we couldn't possibly compete with on a financial level. And so there's just come these critical points, like, for example, when we didn't give Pochettino any backing for transfers for three windows and things like that, it's like, you're just not pushing that little bit further like going like just doing that little bit more that you need to do in order to actually compete against these giants we're just not doing it even though we could that's the thing it's not like we can't we just don't seem to be pulling the trigger when we need to and that to me I I lay the blame with enic and I just think it's it's a very strange way to run the it's almost like they can't decide like i do on some level believe that they want sporting success but they want it so that it will you know, increase the value of Tottenham Hotspur, which, you know, I'm not a child. I understand that it's it's a money-making enterprise for them. I do get that. But it just, that is where it clashes with the fans is that ultimately they will always choose the, the decision that's going to be better financially rather than, you know, win over the fans. They don't care about that. I mean, you know, they make some decisions now that are really hard to stomach, like putting up the prices again and again and again, despite the fact that, you know, we have massively tapered off over the last few years as a club. Like we are not the team we were in 2019 at all. And that's down to them and their lack of investment. And then they have the goal to put the prices up again. And you just think, why? Why are we the most expensive club to go to in the Premier League? Why? (laughs) With one trophy in their whole tenure.
1: But I mean, because this is a point, right, Con? Most expensive club in the Premier League and they've just sold Harry Kane what's the attraction here is this is support from say marginal people isn't going to be infinite right the stadium at the moment probably is filled by you know a certain percentage of people that aren't die-hard Tottenham fans that are there to watch a big club who have had players like Harry Kane players like Deli Ali, Christian Eriksen Hummin so on, so on and so forth that once that buzz starts to die down if tottenham do start to slip down the table a bit again are we going to be are we going to be filling out this ground like it it just it seems like the fans aren't really getting any anything out of this relationship anymore a lot of the time you know
3: yeah absolutely um which is why i, I do have a feeling that we'll probably do something um before the first home game at least because otherwise i think it I could possibly Sour the atmosphere quite considerably, which would be a, a real shame for you know Ange and the players on on their first first Premier League home game cause they don't deserve that. But it, there's just no excuse for it, really. Is there? I mean, I'm enough of a mug to be going to Man United paying seventy eight quid, I think it was, um, just to stand in the South Stand. Um, you know that used to be the price of a posh seat in the West Stand, um, but now that's just the norm for a Category A game, which you know they've added more of those in as well. As well as just right uh, raising the, the prices in general. Um to, but to do it the same summer you let Harry Kane go. I mean, yeah, it's it's unforgivable really. I I, I do think this really should be the end of end of Daniel Levy and, and Enoch as an ownership, but I I really can't see it um anytime soon. Um I, I, I just can't see anyone stumping up the cash. Um, anyone that we'd want to at least. Um I really, you know, don't want to move into this state ownership stuff. Um if you know we might get our own Todd Bowling. I don't know if that would necessarily be a good thing either um yeah uh but I, I I think it's unforgivable and I think it's come to a point where you know I'd, I'd find it very surprising if there were still people arguing in in favour of, of Levy and the ownership after the last last few months few years to be honest
1: well let's let's turn our eye away from the from the club for a second because you know we can probably do an entire podcast just on this on this very subject but you know it's it's a day when harry kane has gone and we should probably talk about the the man himself do you feel i mean is he at all in the wrong some people you know people are going to be emotional people are going to lash out but some people do seem to be feeling quite aggrieved by I guess this is a continuation of him first trying to angle that move to Manchester City a couple of seasons
0: ago. Do you, do you feel any ill will towards him? Um, I have to say, I don't actually. I, I think I find it quite hard to blame him. Again, that, that's not me sort of being like it's it's Daniel Levy's fault and everyone else everyone else is fine. I I just think that you know the the debacle with Man City a couple of seasons ago that did sort of get my back up about him and I was quite disappointed in him. Again, as much as you can understand why he was doing it. But this time around, I think he's probably, he's conducted himself well. I don't think he's changed his opinion or, or changed his approach. I think he, the club knows or knew what he what his plans were and it sounded like he was very um, open about it. You know, he said, I, I, if, if a it seemed like if a deal came in or one of the big clubs in, then I'd like to go. But if not, you know, I'm not going to kick up a stink either. So... You know, at at the end of the day, he held all the all the cards, and he knew that he did. You know, in in some regards, he didn't have to go this summer, and I'm in some some ways quite surprised that he did because you must you you, you have to think that no matter what other clubs are doing and what other what their squads look like, every single club, every single big club would be interested in on a free. So, you know, I mean, he he didn't have to go, and as Shah said earlier about. He's allowed us a decision in 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 where he goes, and I think that that's that's fine. You know, we as much as I'm saying it, it wasn't we were wrong to actually sell him. I think that you know he's he's allowed us to get a a, a um, transfer fee in for him when by his by right he didn't have to do that. He could have waited out one more season and been in an absolutely amazing position. But yeah, so so no, I, I don't think you can really blame him. We were living on borrowed time with him anyway. It felt like as well.
1: Of course, because this is what we were talking about the other day, isn't it? Like, con, you were saying, you know, if if he, there's that, there's that kind of conflicted feeling, isn't there, where you feel, if he actually did turn down the Bayern move, as was suggested he might do um, earlier on this week, where you have to turn down the and move and then gone to Chelsea or not even them, let's just say United or City next summer, you still would be feeling a bit like, well. We've just kind of lost out on a hundred hundred plus mil there because he's actually been offered a better contract at United or City, and then you probably could feel a bit annoyed with him, right?
3: Yeah, absolutely. I, I think this is very different. Um, I think it's very different to even twenty twenty one as well, when he kicked up, you know, much more of a fuss than he has this summer. Um, you know, all the noises that he he would have been perfectly happy to stay and, and play this season under Ange if the clubs didn't agree a fee, but seems like you know we budged well Tottenham budged before Harry Kane here and accepted the fee and then obviously it was up to him from there but no I really don't hold it against him at all um you know it's the the last four years the peak years of his career you know from being 25 26 to 30 now it's the trajectory's just been down and it's been you know (laughs) a pretty shocking four years all in all and he's still been absolutely incredible um He's had some of his best seasons, you know, during the times that we've struggled most. Um, so no, I I really can't hold anything against him. Um, I think
1: what really stuck out for me from Dan Kilpatrick's piece, I don't know if you've all read it, his sort of his farewell letter to Harry Kane, if you like, in the Evening Standard. He just made the point that as Spurs have decreased in quality, Kane's only gotten better and managed to keep his performance levels. As high as they ever were, he's never once in his Tottenham career ever allowed his standards to slip. He's never he's never done that to the club. You know, Eden Hazard, a perfect example of a player who always turned up for Chelsea when they were doing very well, but there were seasons when Chelsea were awful and he'd just go missing. You know, and I'm sure there's plenty of other examples. That that one just sticks out, and that's a bit of a left field one. But Harry Kane has been nothing, even even around the time when he was trying to engineer this move to Manchester City nothing but an absolute consummate professional at Tottenham Hotspur and you know the guy the guy is he should have been an inspiration to everybody around him and perhaps he was at times but it you know it wasn't always the case and that's that's why I can understand why he ultimately would want to leave i mean look people are going to reduce this all down to this is all about social media, about people talking about his lack of trophies and this type of thing. But I don't, I, I personally, I don't fully buy that. You know, I, I don't buy, number one, the narrative that going to Bayern Munich is something of a step down. I think that's, I just think that's wild kind of little Britening. If I'm little <laughs> Englander, whatever you want to call it, but but it is that though, you know. Come on, like Lewandowski, no one's saying Lewandowski's not had a great career. No one said Arne, Robin, Frank Ribery, Manuel Neuer, these type of yeah, players. Of you know,
3: I think I, yeah, I think with Kane, there's honestly different standards put on him. I think people have been saying he should leave Spurs. He's got no ambition. Now people are saying, oh, he's going to buy Munich. You know, the trophies that he wins are going to be meaningless. He <laughs> just can't win.
1: Well, he's, but he's gone from now being Tottenham's academy lad and we've all got the kind of goofy pictures of him when he's 18, 19, missing a penalty on his debut or going in goal in the Europa League and all this type of stuff. And now suddenly, actually, he's a world superstar. He's, he's an £100 million footballer who's been the subject of like summer speculation and has ended up going to Bayern Munich and has subsequently made them second favourites for the Champions League. Just the impact of his move, seeing fans and press gathering outside the airport, mobbing the car that he's turning up in. There must be a moment for him, right, suddenly where he's like, fuck, I am actually massive. Do you know what I mean? And I, I, don't, I don't think that like Tottenham, the club, have dragged him down. I think Tottenham have done, I think we've come on leaps and bounds. And this is one of the things that we do have to give Enoch in part. Like, we have grown as a club, as an institution. As you know, as whatever, as a commercial entity, yes, I get it. But the other things have come as a byproduct of that, which is probably the fact they've come as a byproduct is the sad <clears throat> thing. But still, Kane, like you say, con has never been able to escape from these sort of exacting standards that everyone puts onto him, and that is, you know, that is in part. Let's be honest, down to the fact that everybody loves to dig out Tottenham; they just love to, and. Now, suddenly, he probably does have that feeling of, I'm kind of just free from all that. I've got a bit of a fresh start. I'm suddenly like the, he's always been the star man at Tottenham. But like I say, he's that £100 million star man for a legendary European football club. It's just, it's hard to, you know, the fact he's probably going to go and win like his first trophy today is, (laughs) is painful, but it's, you, you know, you can't write it, can you? I mean,
3: look, yeah, they stay off Twitter, I reckon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean, on, on that note, Shard, do you, do you wish him success at Bayern? Are you like, are you, do you hope he wins the trophy today? You know, the DFC Super yes. Cup? Yeah, yeah, I wish
2: him all the success Um, to make it worthwhile. Do you know what I mean? We've had to see, um, you know, my favourite Spurs player of all time, Ledley King, uh, absolute legend he had that you know as much as he adores the club he still carries with him that sadness of knowing that um, in his case injury but also he he stayed with the club when, when other big teams were coming in for him but he just never quite fulfilled his potential in terms of um, winning you know and success and trophies and whether that's Spurs curse or whatever it's certainly not a recent thing because you know like we've been going back quite a while before you start seeing you know, the era where we had some real success. Um, I think Harry Kane, make this transfer worth worth everyone's while. Win it all, win the lot. win the Bundesliga, win the Champions League, win this bullshit charity shield today and everyone laugh at us. You know, like, do it, win it all. Good for you. You deserve it, you know. He deserves to win everything. He is an immensely talented footballer that we've been lucky to have with us for so long. And, you know, we haven't we haven't won anything. We haven't made that worth it for us. But let's, you know, let's hope that this is worth it for him. I, yeah, I really want to see him lift trophies. Of course, it would be tinged with sadness that it wasn't with us. But I, do, I don't lay the blame at his feet for that. I think he did everything he could. You know, we've seen him lift the golden boot with us and things like that. You know, so we, know we know. Sean, you know. that's
1: the bit that's going to get clipped up for social media. <laughs> just so you Thanks. Know, like. Thanks. You're yeah. going
2: to sell me down the river yeah. the day. Um <laughs> No, he, you know, the point is it's not him. The problem is not him.
0: get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order that's quince.com upgrade
1: i mean on that Phil do you where do you fall on that side of things because people do still argue look in his time at Spurs he's been in two league cup finals, two FA cup semi-finals, a Champions League final. He's been in two title races. Could he have done more?
0: I think that's disingenuous to be honest. As much as it is a kind of crutch to to lean on sometimes, especially in in the darkest moments of this saga where it's like he has to go somewhere to win something, you know, having that reaction is like, well we got into a Champions League final and all and and he didn't turn up. I don't know. I think that's a bit bad faith. I think that um, he deserves to be playing on the biggest stage um, more, more constantly. I mean, a, a lot of the cup finals and things that we got to, we it, tend, it felt like we got there by mistake rather than by design. Um, make of that what you will, because I don't know what that means, even though I just said it. <laughs> 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 but um, but but no, I, I don't think so. Again, like like Shah said, and what you said before about he's 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 been he's been exemplary. And he's been the model professional, and you know he's he, he's kept his his level of um, output and his his professionalism throughout. So I don't think you could have asked anything more of him. And you know, absolutely want him to succeed at, at, at Bayern. Um, I think one of the things that people sort of overlook about Kane, and they talk about ambition, and you know the kind of the backlash about oh well he's gonna he's gonna lose out on the Premier League record, which you know people were already kind of. Questioning if that was enough for him, and a lot of this, you know, people turning their nose up at him going abroad is because you know people like Carragher, Neville, they wanted him to turn up at their clubs. Yeah. So let's mm. recognise that. But we talk about going back to his ambition. His ambition is to win the Ballon d'Or. If there's going to be an individual award, he's he's pretty much said it in the past about being on the level of Neymar and Mbappe a few years ago. So that's where he sees. That's what he wants from for his you know, yeah, Golden Boots and Spurs records and Alan Shearer's record, they're all great, but they can be beaten essentially. Especially the Alan Shearer record, if um, you know, if Haaland stays in, then Kane, in theory, won't hold that record for very long. Um, he wants to ban on door, and I think that going to Bayern Munich and banging in goals there and winning the Champions League, winning the Bundesliga you've got more chance of that and that's what he sees and that's that's the individual honour he wants because he wants to be seen as the very best not just the best at Tottenham or the best in the Premier League mm. Con, you couldn't
1: be, you know you couldn't ask for a, much more could you than seeing Harry Kane knock Arsenal out of the Champions League playing for Bayern Munich
3: no, I mean mate, you oh, could oh, ask to see him do it for maybe. Tottenham
1: but still, you know, in this scenario right now
3: yeah. Um no, I honestly I I'm, I'm going to be supporting them. I'm going to watch all their Champions League games. I know that's incredibly sad, but I am um I'm, I'd absolutely love it if you won the Champions League. Um yeah, I don't know. I mean, Bayern Munich always smash ass on the Champions League anyway, don't they? But I don't know how anyone can't watch him well to be honest. It, as I said earlier, it's very very different. This feels very very different than than if he joined a, you know, an immediate rival, you know, for, you know, reasons that are, uh, you know, all down to us. Bayern Munich can't rival for us at the moment. Uh, it might not be for a while. Um, so yeah, th- this feels very different. And I'd, yeah, I honestly wish him every success. And as we've already discussed, I very much would love to go to Munich, uh, smash a few steins and watch him. Score seven against <laughs> Augsburg or some shit like that.
1: I, ho- I hope you like Seven Nation Army, mate, as a
2: tune. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I hope he likes it. To be fair, yeah. that's <laughs> the more important one, isn't it? Yeah, he's going to hearing about be... fucking six times
3: a fucking game. Yeah, him, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he is.
1: You'd imagine he is. He he. He's going to smash it out there. I don't think there's any real risk of, and this is why it's it's a smart move for a club like Bayern. People talk about his age. He's only just turned 30. Kane's never been reliant particularly on his pace or his physicality or anything. I mean, maybe his physicality to a degree because he's a big lump, isn't he? But he's he's such a driven and professional guy that somebody like Bayern are probably thinking, well, we've got four years, he's going to score 40 goals a season in all competitions for us. It just in the, Even in the money ball sense, it, it makes sense to them as well. For a club like them they need the prestige of signing a big player don't they and he is he, you know it's the most it's the biggest deal in in bundesliga history but i guess a club like bayern are now looking at manchester city looking at psg spending all this money looking at kind of real madrid coming back into the equation and probably realizing themselves they need to reannounce themselves as a as a superstar team so you know i do get it but when we're talking about Bayern, say attracting that star quality, you can't escape from the fact that, I mean, look, the, the, the way I look at this and I, I don't want this to, we will, we, we'll get round to talking about what the future looks like for Tottenham under Ange and this new project and everything like that. But I cannot, the, the problem for me is Tottenham have been crap for a few years. We've, we've been talking about this. We've been saying that Tottenham have been getting worse whilst Kane has been improving but having a player with Kane's quality in the team I've still always felt that if we just get a couple of the right signings and the right person in charge you're never that far from winning the big stuff with a player, with a proper true superstar like Harry Kane in your team you're never that far away from winning the big stuff but now that we've now that we've lost him okay we might you know we might have we still got Sonny great player We've still got a few other kind of good players. James Madison's exciting. The gloss has come off of Tottenham a bit though. Especially the past few years. Losing Toby, Jan, Lloris is kind of fading. Moussa Dembele going. Christian Eriksen going. Delhi going. You know, it, it, the gloss has come off a bit.
3: I mean, I think I think it will make it harder to attract other players in as well. To be honest, I mm. mean Harry Kane, especially as we are where we are now, having just finished eighth. uh, I think getting to play with Harry Kane would have been a big draw for for a lot of players. You know, we haven't got European football or anything to offer, um, and we've lost that. You know, however, you know how much that had to do with James Madison coming. I don't know. He might have been aware because I think they are friends. He might have been aware that. Kane might be looking to leave anyway, but I do think it it could definitely have quite a big impact when we're trying to trying to bring a, a certain caliber of player in.
1: Phil, is it is it harsh for me to say that we're now Brighton, but with London pull?
0: <laughs> uh, Brighton, uh, I don't think we're we're at that at their level, mate. As no. We're quite a bit below them. Um, yeah, I, I think I think that that is that is an unfortunate reality of this. that Now suddenly we are. There doesn't not a hell of a lot distinguishes us from the other also rans in the league. You know, you you're kind of sixes, sevens, eights, nines, tenths of the league. We we're we're in that pack now solidly. Um yeah, we you know, we still got good players, but Kane was the one that really kind of set us apart. He was, you know, obviously an incredible and special player. Without him, um this is a huge shout, but it's gonna to be tough, mate.
1: Shah, you're a a staunch defender of Sonny, especially in our household when I'm moaning about him from time to time, especially the past couple of seasons. You'd imagine he's going to be made club captain now. Can you see him stepping up and kind of healing a bit of this? We've got, it's not all on Sonny. Like we're saying, we've got James Madison, we've got this kind of new project. We've got Kulosevsky coming through, Bissouma's looking good, blah, 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 blah. But Sonny now is is the focal point of the team still, right? He He's he's the main man. Do you back him to step up, do it, do the business?
2: Yeah, I really do. I think he's kind of outlined why he was having some issues last season, um, which hopefully um, that's all kind of been put to bed. Obviously it might not happen overnight, but I think this is the opportunity for not just Son, but all the other players to, to show what Tottenham looks like now. You know, we're losing Harry Kane who, you know, the club is kind of the sum of its parts in many ways and we're losing one of the biggest parts so now the others have to step up they have to do better madison has a real opportunity to shine um i know he would have worked well with harry kane but he has a chance to become someone that gets a lot of attention at tottenham depending on how he plays with the existing players you know i think it is an opportunity and also i always cast my mind back you know even in this moment where we're obviously gutted that we're losing our best player and you know that is absolutely undeniable I remember the feeling when Gareth Bale left of thinking what are we doing now how how are we ever getting back to that we're not I just don't believe we will and Harry Kane came out of nowhere (laughs) I don't think anyone believed at that point that Harry Kane had the potential to be who he was like he just that was not a thing Harry Kane was kind of not a joke, but he was not someone anyone... Well, he was
1: really, wasn't he? Yeah. You can put it that way, you know?
2: You know, in terms of looking at our academy boys, people weren't even saying, oh, he's, he's the next big thing, you know? He, people weren't saying that at all. You know, he was just an academy boy who was all right. And what he went on to achieve was incredible. So I guess my only um, feelings of optimism, really, is that you don't know who's coming up through the ranks or who's got the potential to do that. It can all seem a certain way, and maybe it isn't. And... You know there are some exciting names in our academy. Maybe they're one, the ones not to watch, <laughs> but you know, who knows? But I think, um yeah, I think it's time for our existing players to step up and maybe give a chance to the younger ones as well. We're not in Europe this year, so Ange has a bit of a, a bit of a chance to, to bed in to try and do well in in the table, in the Premier League. You know, maybe push for the domestic cups more than other times they would have because the emphasis has been on Europe who knows who knows but obviously it's a time of massive change and you know you can't expect it all to be fine straight away without him because let's face it it won't be but i don't feel totally doom and gloom i'm not i'm not saying right we're getting relegated this season because harry kane's gone cuz obviously all our goals came from harry kane when he was there but now they won't but it doesn't mean we won't get any it just means Everything has do. to evolve. <laughs> <laughs> it could do. It, it might do.
1: do. Have you seen Richarlison in preseason? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. State of him. Brazil's yeah. number nine. You having a laugh?
2: Like, well, you just don't know. You just don't know. I think um, we'll have to wait and see.
3: You got to have to get some uh, Singaporean fireman, Jack. I think you remember.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fair. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, like you know, we, we, top, let's let's be honest, right? There's been some. Reports today that we're pursuing Dusan Vlajevic from Juventus to fill the Harry... Tot- I think we all know Tottenham aren't going to do that. Tottenham mm. aren't going to go out and spend 70, 80 million. They are not going to go and spend the Harry Kane lump sum pretty much on another player in some you know, attempt to get a like-for-like replacement. But we do... Even just to give everyone a lift, right? They've got to splash a bit of money. In the in this coming couple of weeks before the transfer window closes, don't they? They have to, surely.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think we spoke about this last week on the um, or earlier this week on the um, Thursday pod. The like we, like we've already said said today, the our track record of splash and cash to kind of make a marquee signing doesn't really work for us. Um, I'd be more confident if it seemed like we had a structure for what we're actually doing now in this post Kane era. If it's just like shit, we got to get this, the, the fans back on side. Let's let's sign someone, sign a big name wherever he fits in, wants to be here, is the right um, player or not. That that would concern me. I think. I think what I w- really want to see is this is actually a, a new era and we are doing things differently. And you know, as much as it's sad that Kane's gone, this is almost part of the plan. I don't. I. I don't know. I'm. 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 I'll be suspect if we suddenly start. You know, if there's suddenly reports saying that we're linked linked with so and so, I, and I don't know, mate. I don't know. Con, are you? I mean, is there anyone you, you would particularly
1: like? Because th- there's been some talk today again that Tottenham are actually now seeking to really embrace Ange Koglu's philosophy, his system go all in on that and instead of buying another Harry Kane type striker that we're going to look to add players that can you know that are similar to Richarlison, Sonny, Kulisewski, that can play centrally that can play out on the wing and we can have this fluid band at the top of the pitch again. Probably closer to what we had when Maurizio Pochettino was in charge you know?
3: Yeah I think it's obviously the way to go we're not going to replace Harry Kane I don't think you know we need another Big, big man up top a big number nine uh, it doesn't sound like that's that's the direction we're gonna go in even though we have been linked with with Ivan Tony um it sounds like as you say we're gonna go for you know players who can play across the front um, players who can get in behind have got more pace than than obviously Harry Kane did um and I think that's probably the way to go obviously you know that the lad again um gift or bands obviously the one that's been banded about the most recently I can't <laughs> I can't uh, say I've watched much of the the Eupilla League um, and seen seen him in action much. But you, you've drunk more
1: Upolas than you've watched Uppala football games. Have, mate, game.
3: That is a that is a lovely lovely drop. That uh, shout out <laughs> shout out <laughs> shout out to the uh, boys at Upola, They do a great job. Um, <laughs> but I just yeah I don't I don't think we we can you know replace Harry Kane with a like for like. If we had another manager, you know, if we still had a, a Conte, God forbid, or a Mourinho, one of those types of managers, I think we would go out there and maybe drop 70, 80 on Vlajovic, like you like you mentioned, but I don't think we're going to do that here, uh, which I think is definitely going to be for the best. You know, we'd be linked, as I say, with Orban, players like Brennan Johnson. Um, I think that, that feels much more Spurs. Uh, in a good way that sounds like an insult it's hard for it not to but so, yeah I think that's a, that's the, that's definitely the direction to go in and, and one I hope we will do
1: there's, there's been a lot of talk this summer about Spurs potentially because of this you know this system of Postacoglu that Spurs may see it as a bit of a blessing in disguise actually to to get rid of Harry Kane I've, I've sort of fought against that pretty sternly um, and when it was put to the question was put to Postacoglu yesterday He, you know, he bristled at the idea. I mean, his actual words were, that's doing a great disservice to a guy who's done some unbelievable things. There wouldn't be a manager in the Premier League or the world that wouldn't want Harry Kane in their team. That's the reality of it. So you can't say that because he's here, he's sort of stymied the club into success. I just don't buy into that. I mean, that's that's, that's completely the point, right? But this this does present now this opportunity as you were saying Shah for other players to step up for somebody like Richarlison who only last year we spent 65 million pounds on to step up and show us as, as much as I joke about it his credentials as Brazil's number nine as somebody that maybe will now be in a position that is more accommodating to his qualities to be playing in a in a fluid forward system now, there is this and this is one of the things that is pushed about if we've if we've not heard of Ewing theory, but there's there's something called Ewing theory, which I believe is you know it's I think it's to do with basketball, but it's it's popularised by an ESPN columnist called Bill Simmons, um, and it's essentially just the principle that a star athlete that receives a large amount of media attention and all the plaudits from fans and the love, but crucially never leads their team to any meaningful success when they leave the team. The team will often go on and exceed expectations that people project onto them without the player. Are we? Uh, are we all hopeful? I mean, let's. I'll go with you, Shell, First of all, like, are you hopeful from Angie liking what he's saying so far? Because we do need to look ahead now. We need. We do need to look to the future. And just you know, he's been very upfront with the fact that he's a, pretty much been aware. Harry Kane told him on day one that if the opportunity comes, he wants to leave the club now. He wants a fresh challenge and he's been preparing for life without him. So are you just all in now? Are you looking to the future and hopeful that Ange can, you know, get us get us fighting again?
2: Yes, I am. And I think um, I understand that it's paradoxical because like to your point um, a few minutes ago that obviously no team in the world wouldn't want Harry Kane. He is the best player. However, the paradox is that sometimes... We just seem to work better as a team without him. And if that's like you say, you know, say, for example, Richarlison is not being put in his optimal position. You know, in the past, it was Lucas Moura. We saw in that Champions League run, he would have never did what he did Where Harry Kane playing. You know, there it is, I do understand. I'm not for a minute suggesting we're better without Harry Kane. However, there is just this element of we had to build the team around our best player, Harry, and therefore some of our other players were at a disadvantage not fulfilling their potential and so maybe some of the players that we do write off quite quickly now that it's just because we're not playing them to their best and maybe this does present an opportunity to do that and they will take you by surprise because they they're suddenly looking better and you think why are they suddenly looking better and it might just be because we've just tweaked things around a bit and and now they're not you know struggling we've seen it you know, you've seen it with players like Ericsson, Vertongen, Son, Kane, Mora. When we play them in not the right position, they're they're all over the shop. And you think you know you're better than that. So what's happening? But it, it can often be something like that on the pitch.
1: I mean Gareth Bale's the the classic example yeah. of that, right? You know exactly. Yeah. Yeah, as we used to sing to to Harry Redknapp. But Phil, I mean, is is does this also present something of an opportunity for Ange to? I mean it's not like you really need a lot to build a siege mentality at Tottenham but this is a siege mentality on 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 steroids isn't it like this this really is his opportunity now mm. to say no one's going to fucking believe in us but come on lads prove to them we can still do this
0: yeah there's de- he's definitely got enough ammunition there to be able to say to his team you know they 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 say you're the hurricane team show them you're not you know and I, this this just just thinking through this, th- this is a, a period that we've, we've quickly forgotten, the Nuno era. Do you remember those first couple of games, I think it was, when Kane wasn't there? I think the first game of the season was against uh, Man City and when Kane was still on holiday or whatever. That had this very strange galvanising effect. And I know it was because everyone was a bit annoyed at Harry Kane, fans, teammates, management, everyone. And that seemed to galvanise the team. I don't know if that's going to be the case now because the, the terms in which he's left or the terms in which he's not here feel quite differently. But there's definitely a, an opportunity for Ange to kind of... It, it feels like this is this is where he, he, he actually shines when people are questioning his players. And he can, as you say, he can create that siege mentality. Um, so yeah, so I think so. Just your point on like the Ewing theory. I, I think there is a higher... Chance that we actually win something this season than before in the sense that we aren't obsessed with the top four because it feels like such a faraway land at the moment. Even Europe does in some regards, given how we finished last season. So then that just generally means, well, where are you going to put your focus? You can actually win a, a cup if you put your mind to it. And I think it'd just be interesting to see how this shift in expectation in the league and where we are in the pecking order does just mean we accidentally... Get through to a final because we aren't prioritising other competitions. Do you uh, do you look at
1: all Con, to, to the future because Kane has said in his goodbye message that this isn't goodbye that you know there's every chance he I don't I can't remember what his exact words were but it was to the effect that he might be back one day. Do you do you see a world in which three years down the line Tottenham are in a better place under Ange Postacoglu? Maybe we've won a League Cup, maybe an FA Cup over the past couple of years and we're suddenly back in a title race and we welcome a 33, 34 year old Harry Kane to come back as Arsenal did with Thierry Henry as Chelsea have done with Didier Drogba in the past to come and be an impact player for us to be an impact sub off the back of having won a Champions League and two, three Bundesligas in his time in Germany.
3: I mean, yeah, we we obviously have a habit of doing that, don't we? You know, Sheringham, Keane, Bale, um, I think that yeah, that romantic side of bringing a, a former favourite back is very Tottenham. It it just depends on where we are in, in two or three years, doesn't it? And, and and you know, how he is. Obviously he's he's still at the top of his game now, he's just turned thirty, he's not had any of those injuries um that he seemed to pick up once a season for a good two or three years now. I think the last one was Mourinho when he first joined, twenty twenty when him and Son were both out. He seems to have put that behind him. Um yeah it just entirely depends on where i think where we are doesn't it in in three years or so um i do think this is a, a big big opportunity for players to step up like we've been talking about i think they always have certain players always have in in kane's absence on being one of them for sure um and not just the fact that you know they you know they're gonna step up in his absence but that you know he's though he's no longer there harry kane's no longer there to, to bail them out you know. can't rely on him producing a bit of magic when they're struggling they've got to do it themselves and that in itself could could and hopefully will be will be motivation for them
1: after all this everyone and feel free whoever wants to jump in but i i'm i'm still in this place where i I have actually i I thank you all because i have found this quite cathartic i found this quite (laughs) helpful i have i have found it good now that whatever you know we've been talking about the cloud of harry kane will he won't he go that now it's actually done even yesterday when he was having his medical and we'd seen that he was in germany until the actual announcement came through from both clubs or from all parties involved there's still just that horrible sort of knot in your stomach of it's going to happen it's going to happen and now that it has it is what it is right but i'm i'm i don't quite have that I don't want to call it stoicism because I I don't think it is. I think it's a different way of looking at things, but the idea that the you know players come and go but the club's always here and that's what we support because I think really that does Harry Kane a disservice. I think it does Harry Kane a disservice to lump him in with the likes of Berbatov, with the likes of even Gareth Bale or Luka Modric. You know, Harry Kane to me is he's up there with, you know, players like Ledley King. He's not just a player. To me he is part of the fabric of the football club. Yeah, um,
2: absolutely, yeah.
1: You know, he's he's left. He's left to go and pursue things for his you know, for his success, for his legacy. But I don't begrudge him that but I'm not I'm not happy about it either, you know, and I I I won't pretend to be and I won't pretend that I don't care about it. did do, do you know what I mean?
3: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, of course. Gone. I think it shouldn't it shouldn't have be been allowed to get to this, should it? It's just the, the consequence of, of awful decision making over the last five years since he, he signed that massive deal that thank fuck he signed because I think the last mm. few years would have been a lot darker if he hadn't mm. have done that uh, than they actually were in the end. Um, it, yeah, we can't just say, you know, ah, you know, the club's still there, the club that we all have still there, you know, players come and go, managers come and go, whatever. Players like Harry Kane don't come along ever it never happens, does it, you
2: know. The the players are what you remember, the players telegraph your yeah. life as a fan, you know, that's ultimately what the club is, when you're thinking about being a Spurs fan, it's those names that come up, whatever your age group that is, whether that's, as, you know, it's a Greaves or Hoddle or Ledley King, Gareth Bale, Harry Kane, you know, these talismanic players, they are how you, how you've, identify the club they're what makes the club and so yeah that that expression while it's true you know it's not like right well Harry Kane's left so we're not Spurs fans anymore I guess we're going with him to Bayern even though sometimes I'm sure that's tempting but um, you know we are going to be Spurs fans no matter what but these players are absolutely tied into the club through the history and through the memories and they are what the club is really what
3: say- well go on Jack
1: no, I was just going to say show. you say you're not going to be Bayern fans but I wonder it's probably uh, there it might not be as many Bayern podcasters as our Tottenham ones so maybe I should Ich bin der Trunk
0: Hello. <laughs> der, der
1: Trunk Der Trunk
0: Der Trunken
1: der, der Willkommen du Ruden <laughs> no,
2: I'm not going to
1: continue this one but yeah I don't what were you going to say he <laughs> <laughs> was just going to well, say that I've just seen
3: it <laughs> I've just seen a picture in uh, of Harry Kane and buy Munich's new third kit, and it is fucking gorgeous kit. Um, I don't know if I can bring myself to to buy that with Kane nine on the back just yet, but um, just, make, just just get it one yeah. for
1: for the gym. Nobody has to know that, you know. Nobody has to <laughs> yeah. see you wearing it.
3: Fine. <laughs> I do go to the gym. Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> it's just yeah, it's he's just been such a constant, so dependable for such a long time, and it, it because of how rare he is and how special he is that. He did come through our academy and go on to to do what he did. It, it's felt this whole time like we've we've had something that nobody else has, despite the fact obviously that there's, there's been some better footballers, um, not many, but some better footballers playing at the same time as him. It's just felt that like, that we had something different um, that nobody else could quite understand or you know even hope to hope to have, and it, it's really it's it's impossible to replace that. Really, we're going to have to get us, as close as we can to doing it. um in terms of you know in a footballing sense but yeah we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna replace harry kane are we
1: phil any closing thoughts mate where are you at now where's your where are your stages of grief
0: um i was i was um i was on the cusp of acceptance, as you were saying how cathartic this has been this you're right but i'm if if it's all right i'm just going to bring everyone right back down again um, <laughs> sorry the, um... I'm, I'm actually just going to leave now thanks <laughs> yeah, yeah so stop stop listening now if you were feeling good. Um, it's just about what you were saying about him in the in the pantheon of the Spurs greats. Um, it's it, it may be a bit too soon to say, but what's his legacy going to be at Spurs? Unfortunately, it seems like his legacy is going to be a, a wasted opportunity, and that that for me is the real sort of the root of the sadness. I think that we've we've had this absolutely incredible player, and he should be the person that we build. A colossus of roads type statue that straddles the high roads, but unfortunately, and this is again, this is the catharsis of it I'm to saying it out loud that this is the the anguish that that comes from this is that we we kind of wasted him, and I and I think that just taking it back to what we we're talking about at the top, this is the this is the thing which will um, this this is Le- Levy and Enix legacy as well. Whatever they built, whatever they've done in the interim period between start and now, they sold Harry Kane without him winning a trophy. That's that's tough, and that's that's the thing that's going to take a while for me to get my head round. I would love for, to see him as the greatest player we've ever had because he is, but it's always there's always going to be that asteriskness to his name.
1: Well, so I'll, I'll leave that. you. On, I'll leave you on this. Uh, the 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 wise sometimes wise words of Mr Dan Kilpatrick. Um, Which is, ultimately, no one is bigger than the club and there will be new heroes for Spurs soon enough. Kane's departure will be painful though, perhaps more so than the loss of any other player before him, and marks a clear before and after moment in Spurs' rich history. As he rattles in goals for Bayern and surely goes on to lift a Bundesliga title, perhaps even the Champions League, Spurs supporters will be left to replay his best moments and wonder what might have been bye bye have a good weekend <laughs> <though>. <laughs>
3: go out you Spurs this is a message though to all you fans around the world every single Tottenham fan that's supported me and been with me throughout my journey um, me and my family will cherish it forever we'll never forget all the moments we've had together um, so thank you uh, I'll be watching this season uh, good luck to Tottenham good luck to uh, the whole club and um, So, yeah, it's not a goodbye because you never know how things pan out in the future. But uh, it's a thank you and I'll see you soon.
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen